0: find it amazing that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Rome these words of admonition and direction, recompense to no man, evil for evil. Preceding that, he talks to them in concern to humility, harmony, submitting themselves one to another loving each other, loving God, amen. It has been said not just once, but repeatedly in this meeting that your love for God is told about you and your love for your fellow man. And if your love for God is not correct, it is shown through your attitude toward your brother or toward your sister. But it was at Rome, a place of persecution, a place where evil had come against the church. Everything that you could think of as Brother Westberg preached of iniquity was found in that city of Rome. The church was hated there. And it is there that Paul tells them to repay no one evil for evil, but live peaceably with all men If possible. Now I'm going to be honest again. That some people I have found. It a little hard to live peaceably with. In my own. But that's what the Holy Ghost is for.
1: That's what the love of
0: God is for. He went on to tell them. That they were not to avenge themselves. But they were to leave the way open. For God's wrath. For the Lord said, I am the one that will recompense and repay. He said, don't render evil for evil. Don't rail against the one that has wronged you. Don't speak evil against the one that has taken something from you. It would appear, though, and we are all human in this building tonight, and we all have struggled in these areas, there's someone on the face of the earth that you know that the moment you see them, it's just like they automatically start irritating you. Boy, Amen. 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 Well, you're acting awful holy right now. I mean, the moment you see them, there's just something about them that it's just like, you know, I, I, I just can't hardly stand that person. I see we've got a bunch of glorified folks out there. You've already made it through the rapture. I have had the occasion in my walk with God and in the ministry to have had, believe it or not, people that have wronged me. I've even had some lie about me. I've had some, you ought to hear some. I get, I get a laugh out of some of the rumors that I hear. I, I heard one the other day and I said, uh, somebody told that I had embezzled money from the church. <laughs> and that's why I went to the church that I went to, to embezzle. And I thought, that's got to be a lie. If you're going to embezzle something, there's got to be something to embezzle.
1: <laughs>
0: and you know, there's something in our human nature when we hear these things, it's like, you know, bless God, I'll, I'll, what's their telephone number? <laughs> you, you wait till I see them at the next fellowship meeting or rally or youth congress or youth convention or Walmart. You, you, you just wait till I I find them and we're going to have a chat. We're going to have a talk. You're not going to lie about me and get by with it. You're not going to, you're not going to wrong me and get by with it. You're not going to take something from me and get by with it. I've got a personal agenda to settle here. But the Apostle Paul told the church at Rome and it's addressed likewise to us. That if your enemy's hungry, (coughs) feed him if he's thirsty give him a drink of water now that's kind of reverse to humanity that's reverse to the way your carnal man wants to react when you see them you, yeah you want to give them something to drink but it ain't water and you'd like to give them something to eat but it ain't it ain't a tuna fish sandwich it's called knuckle sandwich you 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 want them I mean you want them to understand you've wronged me and you know what we, we've got that proverbial statement that says, I'm, I don't get mad, I just get even. You're lying about that too. You don't want to get even, you want to get ahead. You, you, you just don't want to defend yourself. You want to put them in place and let the whole world know, I'm smarter than they are. I've got more ability than they have. They're not going to talk about me like that, bless God. You wait till I see them, I'll give them a piece of my mind. I'm going to tell them a thing or two, and you better keep all the mind you can get. Paul told him. he said, don't, he said, don't, don't render evil for evil. You know, it's a lot of marital problems. They, they don't start out in, in a real major something. It just starts out by just some little something. And then one side doesn't want the other side to get ahead. And so they, they got to say something a little more harsh and a little harder. And then and well, bless God, you're going you to start calling me names like that. I'll, I think of a few choice words, too, and I'll call you something. And, and the next thing you know, you're pulling skeletons out of the closet and you're bringing out bazookas and cannons and firing away. And kids watch you fight all the way to church. And then you walk in, set by each other, and act like you got the love of God. Watch you all the way to church, evil for evil, rendering for rendering, railing against each other. Well, I wish I had somebody that still believed what I was preaching here tonight. Oh, it's easy for us to talk in tongues. It's easy for us to shout on Sunday night when the choir's got it pumped up. But when we start talking about things like this right here, Pentecostal people start squirming just a little bit because we've learned to talk in tongues over Christian principles sometimes. We can still gossip and talk about our brother and come to church and talk in tongues and act like nothing ever happened. We still think that we've got a right to defend ourselves. If you say something about me, I can say something back about you because I'm going to vindicate myself. You're not going to slander my reputation. You're not going to say anything evil against me and get by with it. But Paul said, no, 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 we're not going to render evil for evil. We're not going to speak back to them. No, sir. He said, matter of fact, I'll tell you what I want you to do. He said, I want you to keep your heart right. I want you to keep your spirit right. I don't want you to say anything back. But you know what we think? They're getting by why that's not fair as honest as i am and as and much integrity as i have and they're saying these things about me that's not fair evil's getting by what they're saying is getting by but i want to tell you something right now evil never gets by and wrong never gets by there is a god that rules on the throne of righteousness he is the god of equity evil never ever 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 gets by Amen. Amen. To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Their foot shall slide in due time. For in the day that it's going to come, their calamity shall come upon them suddenly is what the lord said amen i'm just going to put them in the hands of god not going to say anything back going to learn my lesson going to keep my heart right going to keep my spirit pure because there'll be a day that the avengers
1: going to arrive
0: amen no you don't have to defend yourself but that's a hard lesson for us to learn we think that we, we've, we you know, somebody said it and I've got to vindicate myself. Amen. Have, have you ever really, really studied out the book of Job? You know, for a long time, the book of Job did not really fit like I wanted it to fit. And I couldn't comprehend it like I really wanted to comprehend it. Because there's something missing, something That I wasn't catching in that book somewhere. It It was getting past me. Amen. The story does not really start with the devil and Job. It starts with God and the devil. It starts at the throne room. It started when Satan came into the throne room and said, Do you really think that Job is serving you just because he loves you? don't you know that job serves you for not don't you understand that the only reason why he's serving you is because of your blessings and because of what you're doing for him if you took all that away from him i'm telling you god job would not serve you the only reason why your people serve you is because of your blessings The attack was not against Job's integrity. It was against God's integrity. Amen. Amen. And so in the second chapter and the third verse, this is what God says to the devil. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. Job, you're just kind of caught in the middle here. I've got something that I need to settle with the devil. My reputation's at stake. My integrity is at stake. My righteousness is at stake. Amen. And so you know the story. He loses all of his money, loses his health, and loses his family. Amen. And uh, one of the first things that Satan said to God was, You let me touch him, he'll curse you to your face and die. Isn't it amazing, Brother McClain? That's exactly what Job's wife said to him on the third trial. Why don't you just curse God and die? Amen. She become the devil devil doesn't have a voice to speak through he's going to put a thought in your mind and you're going to express it that's how come Paul said to the church at Corinth for the weapons of our warfare they're not carnal but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds to the casting down of vain imagination and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and if you read on down through there it says in bringing every thought into obedience to Christ Jesus our Lord he repeated what Satan said at the throne room. And then, believe it or not, here comes some of Job's friends. They show up and this is kind of what takes place. When they got there, Job said, now look guys, it's not the way that it appears. I, I know that it looks like I've done something wrong because, you know, God doesn't just do this. I mean, it." I, I, I know but I'm telling you guys I'm a good man. I'm a righteous man. I'm a man of integrity. And so his friends would take a couple chapters and they would accuse Job. Now Job, you 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 need to confess to us. These kind of things don't happen to people that's living right. These kind of things happen to people that's got hidden sin in their life. Come on, Job, fess up, buddy. Come on, tell us, did you really embezzle something? Did you really chase your secretary around? Come on, Job, tell us what you did. You, you had to lie somewhere for this to happen. Job was trying to figure it all out. Job was trying to defend himself. But what Job didn't understand, you weren't there at the throne room. You don't know what was being discussed. You don't know what's taking place here. There's a bigger picture going on than you, Job. Amen. Hallelujah and so two chapters job would defend himself and then one of his other friends would start in on him and then job would defend himself and another friend would start in on him amen that goes on for 31 chapters back and forth job defending himself And his three friends accusing him you've got to be wrong you've got to be dysfunctional somewhere come on job tell us but in the 32nd chapter another man enters the picture by the name of elihu and he becomes upset and becomes angry matter of fact in the second verse it tells us that the anger of elihu was kindled against job because he justified himself rather than God I've got to justify myself I've got to defend myself I've got to prove that I'm right my integrity is at stake no it's not Job it's God's integrity that's at stake whether or not God is going to allow evil to get by Elihu who looks at Job and says Job I'm going to tell you who I ascribe my righteousness to. It's not my righteousness, Job. I ascribe it to my maker. This is not about you against the devil. This is not about you against your adversary. This is about God and his adversary. you just call in the middle.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: And then all of a sudden, God says, step aside, Elihu. I've got something that I need to say about all this. So... Stand up and gird yourself like a man. I've got something to ask you. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the world? Where were you when I bobbed the world? Where were you when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy? Where were you when I set the sea up with doors? Come on, Job. You're worried about your reputation. What about mine? This isn't about whether or not the devil gets by against you. This is about whether I let him get by against me. And I'm his creator. I gave him all the power that he has. He's nothing but a fallen angel. I'm the God of creation. I'm the God of the heavens. I'm the God of the universe. It's all in the palm of my hand. This isn't about your reputation. This isn't about your integrity. This is not about your righteousness. This is about God. When God got through talking, this is what Job had to say. God, I heard about you with my ear. But now, mine eye has seen you, and I abhor myself, because this isn't about me, this is about you, and your kingdom, and your righteousness, and your integrity. everything that was preached in this meeting i believe it from the depths of my heart what little bit i know about it this is all i know i don't want a worldly church i don't want carnal people i don't want worldly looking people i want people that please god But I'm going to be honest with you, I've attended meetings that got so negative, I left there saying, my God, is anybody going to make it? And oh, we get up and we're like Job's friends. We're going to say what we think about it and why this one here is down and why this one went charismatic and why this one went liberal. Well, there's got to be something wrong with them. It's a bigger picture than what we see. And I've got news for the United Pentecostal Church. I don't care if every one of us crack up and go charismatic. God's going to have a church on the face of the earth. This is not a about the United Pentecostal Church. This is about God. And if you're going to go with God, you better be like Him. Job, this is not about your integrity or your word. This is a personal
1: attack against me.
0: And when Job seen God, when he quit hearing about him, and that's the trouble with North American apostolics, we have heard so much about God. Now we need to see him. When Job seen all of that, and he repented, and he abhorred himself, God said, Now, pray for your friends, those that attacked what you thought was your integrity, those that misunderstood you, those when you were going through it said, What did you do wrong? You've got to be dysfunctional somewhere. You've got to have something wrong in your life for this to happen. Where did you go wrong? And when people have attacked, and it looks like, hear me, it looks like evil is getting by. It looks like what they're saying is getting by. The psalmist David said it like this, when I seen the prosperity of the wicked, when it looked like the charismatics were getting by. When it looked like those that have compromised the doctrine were getting by. When it looked like it was increasing. When I seen the prosperity of the wicked. My foot well nigh slipped. I wanted to rail against it. I wanted to speak out against it. I wanted to say this is my cause. This is my crusade. But no, 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 no. When I seen the prosperity of the wicked. My foot well nigh slipped. I just about started becoming like. Them, I wanted to render evil for evil, but he said it was then that I took a trip to the house of the Lord, and I seen the end there, and I got a revelation, I seen God, and I understood it's not getting by it may not look like god's doing anything right now it may look like he's letting it all get by but you hear me if we'll keep our hearts right the avenger is coming to the church Lord, teach us, teach us to pray. Let me tell you guys a story. There was in a city a certain judge. He didn't fear God, nor did he regard man. Had an attitude. And there was a a little woman that came to him knocked on the office door one day and said to his secretary, could could I have just a few moments of the judge's time? And so she went in, and this is all she said. She didn't rail against her enemy. She didn't tell how bad he was or how ugly or how mean or how carnal. She just walked in and said, sir, avenge me of my adversary." And the judge just shook his head and said, get out of here. About the same time, the next day, she's back knocking at the door. Sir, avenge me of my adversary. Leave me alone. You're you, you become a nuisance. Go on, go on. That, that'll take care of her. But tomorrow, about two o'clock, same time, she walked back in. Sir, avenge me of my adversary. Lady, you are a pest. Get out of here. 2 o'clock the next day, she's back. Sir, avenge me of my adversary. This goes on and on and on and on. Then she gets a little more violent as she walks in. I said avenge me of my adversary. Oh, lady, you, I like what the Amplified Version says about it. Said that the unjust judge Said, I must avenge her lest she choke me or assault me or become violent against me. He got to looking outside when he come out of his office. Was that crazy lady at around here? Ain't no telling what she's gonna do now. Where in the world is she at? And about the same time the next day, she prays back into the office. Sir, i am asking you, avenge me of my adversary, lady you are wearing me out yes sir that's the plan Uh, you, sooner or later, you're going to hear me. Sooner or later, you're going to stand up. Sooner or later, you're going to vindicate this. Sooner or later, you're going to arrive. Avenge me of my adversary. I can't say for anybody else, but I know what it's like to have the devil take things from me that were rightfully mine. And, oh, I've sat around and whined about it and complained about it and talked about it and said, oh, how bad the devil. But I woke up a few weeks ago and said, you know what, God? This ain't about my reputation. This is not about my integrity. If you said it and you don't do it, that makes you a liar, not me. So you know what, God? There's some things that we've lost. But you know... If you don't do it today, I've got news for you. Tomorrow when it's my time to pray, I'm going to be right back at the same place doing the same thing. Matter of fact, God, I think I'll serve notice on you. I'm going to keep coming till I wear you out. I'm going to keep coming until you get weary. I'm going to keep coming until you say, all right, enough is enough. What did they take from you? What did you lose? What did the enemy besiege from you? Come on, let's count the cost. Let's get it added up. (laughs) Nevertheless, I tell you, that when the Son of Man cometh. Now, Brother Westberg, you touched on that today and did a powerful job. But let me put the gospel according to Mark's rendition on that. Nevertheless, not when the Son of God cometh, but when the Son of Man cometh, which talks about humanity. (laughs) cometh, E-T-H, cometh. Is that just future tense? Or does that mean that he doesn't come just one time? He comes continually. See, we're wanting the Son of God to come. But he said, when the Son of Man cometh. And we've got all these ideas about when the Son of God comes into our churches and what's going to happen. But this is the way he does it. He comes as the Son of Man. He comes in simplicity. He comes kind of naturally. Knocks on the door of your church and says, I've come to avenge but what's in this room you see when paul wrote to the church at rome one translation says don't let anything get into that room where only he can feel with his vengeance don't let self vindication, bitterness anger fear unbelief or doubt or strife because he said Jerusalem Jerusalem if you would have only known the time of your visitation I wonder how many times God knocked on the door of our churches and when we opened the door it was full of fears and bitterness And self righteousness and strife. And he said, I can't do it here. I wonder how many revivals I've lost. I wonder how many visitations we've lost. Because when he came, we were so full of self. I have. I've seen it happen so many times. We get right there. And then it's those idols that you talked about. We just kinda neglect it. And and we we clean it out a little bit and we get ready and the church gets excited. You can sense something's happened, something's here, something's taking place. And then we just kinda get careless and and uh, well, it hadn't quite happened yet. I wonder how many times he got right there to the door and knocked. Huh? It wasn't faith that opened the door. Uh-uh. He wasn't met with the sounds of sacrifice and worship in the temple, uh-uh. it was the sound of almost a public auction. It had become a den of thieves. Everything else filled that place where he wanted to visit. He wanted to bring vengeance to Jerusalem. I would have gathered you as a inner brood, but you did not know the time of your visitation. I'm telling you, I can't speak for no other part of the country, but I'm telling you about this part of Oklahoma. We are in a time of holy visitation. I said we are in a time of holy visitation. I have preached it for almost eight years. I have seen it. We live in an area where things have been stripped from us. Things have been taken from us. Where it said it can't happen. And I know what you meant when you said it the other night. I remember before I ever even got to the state of Oklahoma. I said it's a, it's a district that don't believe in revival. Well, I don't know about all that. I'm not here to defend or say whatever. That don't matter. Amen. But you know, look, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know what it's like to stand in the pulpit and preach. And feel the spirit of unbelief so strong. That it would physically begin to choke me from the pulpit. And I back up and say, My God, I ain't never seen anything like this. But I'm going to tell you something. I made up my mind the first time I walked to that pulpit. You're going to avenge me one of these days. You're going to avenge me one of these days. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow. But God, you're keeping accurate account in heaven. And there's a day coming that you're going to settle the score. He may not come when you want him, but he's always right on time. Let me tell you what we need to do in this place tonight. We need to forget its ark. We need to forget we're from everywhere else. We need to swing the door wide open and let him walk inside
1: and avenge us of our adversary. no it didn't
0: happen the second year no it didn't happen the third god do you even know where Oak mahogi oklahoma is you know what i'm talking about brother moody you were there the night the first time we met that demon of hell on the platform my God, did you see Moody come preach for us? He preached against everything that moved. <laughs> he created things I never even heard of. First night, I went home called Brother Howard and said, What did you get me into? I said, I ain't never heard anybody preach like that in my life. He said, Write it out. Ride it out. It's going to be all right. Get that old chest strutted out there. Tie pulled off. He just gets that look on him like if you're a devil, I dare you to move. And if he ever preaches for you and he says, we ain't going nowhere else till we have a move of God let me save you about three hours you better get with it that spirit of that city that had destroyed and robbed that church come up on the platform that night And I remember when Brother Moody said it behind me. Church, if you've ever prayed for your pastor, you better pray now. Because the spirit that's bound this church wants to kill him right now. And honey, the fight was on. But about 45 minutes later, when that devil let go, honey, we had church there. Miracles happened like we ain't never had church. God was just giving us a little sample. Hang in there. Hang in there. Did it happen then? No, it didn't happen then. We'd call another prayer meeting. We'd put them on another fast. We'd have another revival. And every time we'd come walking back in, avenge us of our adversary. 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 I'm not just talking about old Oklahoma, I'm talking about this entire area of the injustice of our adversary. It looked like the devil was getting by, it looked like unbelief was having its day, it looked like the charismatics prevailed, but I've come tonight to tell you, evil's not getting by. Unbelief is not going to rule, the avenger is on his way. If I would have known eight years ago what I know today, that, I don't think I'd have win. Yeah. <laughs> Beat up. Here's where it gets fun. Go to conference. How are you? They all say, great. Had a great service Sunday night. 29 people got the Holy Ghost. How's everything in Oklahoma? Here comes that devil.
1: Wonderful. And it's like,
0: how many did you have to get the Holy Ghost? Well, uh, we really didn't have very many to get the Holy Ghost Sunday night, but we did have a lot of running in the building. They were running for the back doors, the tithing envelopes in their pockets. And then you got all these meetings and all these guys get up. 965 pray through last year. I've had that many backslides. And here's where it starts. Must be something wrong with you. You're not as good of a pastor. You must be a little dysfunctional. (laughs) 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 Finances are gone. It's supposed to be easy. You're supposed to go in, preach Acts 2.38. They fall at the altars. I mean, that's what happened when you're in evangelist. They pray through, talk in tongues. Everybody gets along. Everybody lives for God. You just pray them through by the girls, and everything's fine. Yeah. And tell me about medicine, men. Uh, yeah. And tell me about reprobates. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh-huh. oh, and
0: tell me about unbelief. Yeah. I go home, I'm telling you, I know what it's like to actually not even want to go to church. I know it's like setting office to the last minute and say, I don't want to go to that pulpit. I don't want to go to that pulpit. Please God, don't make me go to the pulpit tonight. I'm getting my brains beat out. Job. Job.
1: Job. 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 Job, this is not about you.
0: This is about me
1: and my adversary.
0: And Job, I know how to use all of it for my purpose. Because it looks like the devil's getting by. I'm knocking things out of you. Because you see, you've got to understand when I do it, it's still not your reputation. Mm. So the Holy Ghost right now. You know, they didn't is there if I just say what I feel right here? They didn't tell me that if you really wanted to be used of God, all of the consequences. And I remember when I first started feeling God to deal with me some things opened. I I looked around, and said, No, wait a minute, God. Everybody, it looks like, gets an apostolic ministry in Waco or in Waco. And I'm honest with you. I just kind of put it right there and said, you know what? I don't want it. Mm-hmm. How in the world do you have this kind of ministry and survive? And about seven twenty one one morning, my phone rang. I picked it up and said, Hello. 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 (laughs) Brother Morgan, yes. This is Sister Chennault. Oh. I'd never really met her. I've been praying for you this morning. I'm glad somebody's praying for me. (laughs) Brother Morgan, have you not? Prayed and asked God, how can men operate, and this is her terminology, in gift ministries, the supernatural, and not be destroyed? I'm telling you, I was wide awake. I said, yes, ma'am, I have prayed that. So the Holy Ghost gave me an answer for you. I said, well, tell Brother Morgan, when the gifts cease to operate from, within, and through love, they will turn on you and destroy you. You better remember, every time you are used of God, you must do it in the love of God. Thank you, Sister Chenault. I mean that. Thank you. I'm glad you prayed for me. Boy, it got quiet in here. I said something about supernatural ministry. Boy, it got quiet, didn't it? What, what, what's so supernatural? This, this has been going on since Pentecost. It's been going on from the foundation of the world. Why, why all of a sudden are we wanting to act like the denominal world and deny that it exists and say it's not for us today? I want a church of Christ church. I'll go to some church of Christ church. I'm going to tell you something. We've let the devil come in because some dingbats misused something and he stole it from us. But i tell you what I've been praying. Avenge us of our adversary. We're not talking for aggrandizement, self-aggrandizement. We're not talking about naming, claiming, blabbing, grabbing, look what I can do. We're talking about where the Holy One walks back in our midst and in an environment of worship and praise, the supernatural starts taking place. No, they didn't tell me about all that stuff. They they didn't tell me about the devils you have to fight. And I'd climb back over in the corner and say, My God, I thought you were supposed to be helping me. I'm getting my brains beat out. Get up get back in there. You're doing great. God, I thought we were tag team partners. When are you going to get in this fight? I'll get there. Go on, Pharaoh. Stretch your stuff. Come on, Pharaoh, make your brags. But you remember one thing, Pharaoh. When I get in this package, it's going to be a different story. I'm going to give me glory on you, Pharaoh.
1: Yeah, you're
0: doing great. Well, Howard, help, help, help. Oh, son, you're going to make everything fine. Just get back in that ring and fight it out, buddy. You're doing great. god i've had them come to church and try to put spells on me back there doing a little you think i'm joking it's not funny when you're there little calls hanging around their necks shaking at me you I'm going to tell y'all something. In Oklahoma, the black community and the American Native community is where our revival's at. You starchy white folks, you don't want revival. You think you have arrived. You think you got it all figured out that are whole need not a physician. Got three kids, four-bedroom house, three bathrooms, got a nice car. We doing all right. Well let me go across town. That's what the Holy Ghost said. Go there find your old crackhead over there. Go there find you some old alcohol. Some of you white folks better learn how to loosen up. This ain't a white man's church. We don't have some monopoly on it. Honey, they're coming out of every race, kindred, tongue, tribe, nation, people. I know. I know. Be careful over there. You might get it black around here. Wouldn't that be horrible? We might learn how to have church a little bit might just quit sitting there i wish to god that he would avenge us of the worship and the praise that has been lost from the apostolic church you want revival but you want it on your terms you want everybody to fix your protocol you're looking for the perfect sinner. You don't want any changes at all. It's got to fit into our little box, and that's it. And God said, "I ain't getting there till you get rid of that." On, well, I done make some of you mad. No, no, I ain't through preaching, sound. No, 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 no. No, stay in your seats. My God, I'm too Tate Morgan. I've been waiting on this for almost eight years. This is my night. I've been waiting on the Holy Ghost to walk into this area and say, All right, I'm here.
1: Satan, your kingdom is coming down. I heard the voice of Jesus saying, Not the
0: voice of Mark Morgan. Not the voice of Gary Howard or David Shatwell. I heard the voice of Jesus say, I'm pulling your kingdom down. I'll add. So I'll say,
1: my God.
0: I was preaching in Bowser City two or three weeks ago.
1: <laughs>
0: Just minding my own business. Brother Suber said, Uh well, I didn't talk to you, sir. I said, All right, why? He said, One of my young men last night was up for over two hours in travail
1: in prayer for you.
0: Brother Emery, where's Emery? The Flip Wilson of Pentecost. Get your Bible. Get your Bible. Come up here and get you a microphone. I got a reader too, Brother Westberg. I got a reader too. Get
1: you,
0: get you a Get your microphone. And, and and I said, well, what's the problem? Now, now you have to understand, this has been, two or three people have seen this, and it's, it's uh, Brother Howard's seen it in different ones. So he said, this young man in the church was seeing you while he was praying for you and said, standing across from you was an Indian, had his hair pulled back in a ponytail, older man. He said, leathery face. He had, a, he had a raven in his hand, a crow. And he was calling your name. And he released it. He said, I watched it fly. He said, landed on the motel where you were staying. And he said, the voice of the Lord said, they've summoned a heart attack against him. You didn't even know that last night when you prayed for me. And said, they're going to try to take his voice out in the end time said so they hate him they hate him and uh, <laughs> my mother-in-law is a very practical person she's here she don't spook but when them lights started flicking on and off in our house and you know what I found out uh, there's a young lady that at our house that day walked through it and just happens to be a practicer of witchcraft medicine and uh Lights go to flicking on and off. And I'm not here to make it spooky. And all that stuff is just fear tactics. That's the only way the devil has power over you is when you believe in him. My wife called. Boy, I love you. You are the greatest, greatest woman on the face of the earth. I mean that. Amen. Put up with me. She called. She just laughing. Said, well, what did you do in Bozier City? I said, just preach. She said, Well, you got something stirred up somewhere. I said, Yeah, got something stirred up. I'll tell you what stirred up. The devil knew what was gonna happen in this place tonight. And he has tried everything he can to stop it. Hang on, folks. Man. I said, man, this is great. I'm gonna die of a heart attack. Yeah, I did have some problems, and my blood pressure got up, and they put me in bed for a while. Anyway, I got all that down. Anyhow. So, I said, Well, God, something's going to break. Something's going to (laughs) break. And lo and behold, here comes Wild Sam Emery into town someday. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I'm hurrying to a close. A few weeks ago, I was at church praying. Some young man, and I was late at night. Boy, who was it preaching Brother Westberg about like God wasn't there and I may mean, have been for several days and weeks. All right, Lord. you got to be around here somewhere. And so I, I was getting desperate and I cried out. I don't know how to explain it, but I know the feeling when God like showed me something. It's just a certain feel to it. And all of a sudden it started coming on me. It comes like a wave. It just starts coming and it was just like that that I seen that it was gone. But I seen a road, I seen a man coming, and he had a sack over his shoulder, and he's walking down the road. I said, Lord, who is this? He said, he's the Avenger. I said, he's the Avenger? Yes, sir. Where's he going? He will be in the area for a while. What's he going to do? What's in his sack? He said, everything that I have promised my church is in his sack. Oh, but when he gets to the heart's door and he knocks, two things will cause him to move on. Strife contention or unbelief and he said many will not receive it because when he knocks their faith will not open the door and the fuel to faith is love Mm. all right lord if you, I told Brother Terry Harmon was there that night, insisted. I, man, I, I, it is on me. When it gets on much was talking. I was talking. It was in prayer. I just talking, to him, talking to him, talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. He said, I'm leaving. I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going home. I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm getting me a broom, and I'm going out on my literal front porch, and I'm sweeping my porch off. And he said, I'm putting a welcome mat down. Let me tell you what's been going on since Wednesday night. These preachers have took a broom and walked into our hearts and started sweeping. Because God said, if I'm coming on Friday night, when I get there, Uh, so here comes Brother Emory. He comes into town Sunday. <laughs> Sunday at church. He says, I believe the Lord gave me a message to preach. I said, we're preaching. He walks up to the pulpit Sunday night. Now, I'm already knowing. already knowing about tonight. I'm already knowing what God's been dealing with me about for weeks. This area, revival, avenge. I'm coming. And I I've believe like a, something about to pop. And he walks to the pulpit Sunday night. And this is his text. Read. God is jealous and the lord revenges the lord revenges and is furious the lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he will he will reserve wrath for his enemies thus saith the lord Though they be quiet and likewise many, yet thus shall I cut them down. Yeah. When he shall pass through, though I have afflicted thee, I will afflict thee no more. For now I will break his yoke from off of thee. I will burst thy paths asunder, because enough
1: is enough. Yeah. Ever, sir. hey, woo, hey! Oh, 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 oh. you hang on that mic.
0: So this is what he said when he got through preaching. He said, "We need to whatever this is." send it back to them and let it do to them what it was sent to do to us so i walked to the pulpit after he got through preaching i said all right god he preached on enough is enough i said god you said to us tonight enough is enough you're in the fight now i said between now and friday night when i preach god is going to confirm his word and i said what they said to do to me It's going to go back and do to them. Wednesday night when I walked through the building, one of my little darling Indian ladies walked up to me and handed me a note and said, I think you'll be interested in this. And this is what it reads. So-and-so gave me his name. One of the head Indian medicine men, and what is it? Hannah. Hannah, Oklahoma,
1: dies
0: Wednesday afternoon with a heart attack. Dies Wednesday afternoon with a heart attack. Devil, This ain't about me and you.
1: Hey!
0: It's about you and God. My God! Me... This ain't about my reputation. This is about God's reputation, oh. and you ain't ever,
1: ever, 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 ever,
0: ever, ever got one on the top. I want to say it again. Satan, your kingdom is coming down. This is the hour for the apostles. This is our revival. This is our moment.
1: This is our time. They've had it long enough.
0: have had their hour they've had their day I want to tell you one more thing because Joel right Joel I'm gonna make you a promise Joel I sent my army among you. It devoured and it destroyed. I had to learn this the hard way. I knew what you were talking about. I know what it's like to go. Now look at that little darling. Say, honey, please don't get better. Please don't get better. I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm not trying to make it so personal. I know what it's like to have things taken out of my hand and have every right to vindicate it. And the Lord
1: say, don't do it. Leave it alone.
0: And that little darling, she don't understand. She don't, she don't walk to the pulpit and preach on it and on and, and feel the release of it all. Uh, no. Honey, why? I'm talking to somebody right now. Honey, why are they getting by? You're not a bad person. Honey, if they only knew. Honey, how can they take things like that? It was ours. it was then I I, I shall remember it I come home from the church I said the spirit of bitterness is trying to creep in our home we went and knelt in the living room I knelt beside her put my arm around her and I wept and wept and wept and wept I wanted to walk to the pulpit and say, I was right, you don't know all of it. You don't know, you just hear little parts of it. And the Holy Ghost say, Leave it alone. I will tell you something. Only through the grace of God we kept it swept. Oh, there's times you'd come back here. No, 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 no. You see, I'm the keeper of my door. No, we're not, you're not coming in here. We're saving this room for God. He's gonna get here sooner or later. Yeah. Joel, oh, yeah. I've seen what the Palmer worm, worm and the kinker worm and the caterpillar's eaten. Matter of fact, Joel, I've kept up with every bushel. I've kept up with every backslider i've kept up with every lost blessing i have kept up with every miracle you lost i have kept up every time the enemy stole it from me i've kept accurate records i know everyone that's left i know every empty spot i know the hurt i know the pain but you see, I got accurate records. And so, Joel, when I get through, let my army take out of you what I want out of you. When I've swept that room, when I've swept that room clean, when I've took my broom and the spirit, and I've swept through there, and I've knocked the cobwebs out, when I've prepared you, Joel, i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to pay you back everything that you lost. I kept it in record, i seen every backslider, i seen every dollar that left your church. And when I arrive, I'm going to pay you back all of that in one lump sum. And not only am I going to pay it back to you, Job, what you lost, but I'm going to add interest on top of it, because my reputation is at stake now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're not going to tell me that I don't pay my bills. You're not going to stand in judgment and say you wasn't fair. Uh -uh. So i tell you what. Anything that you give me in this life right here, in this same life, I'm going to give you back a hundredfold. I want to ask you what kind of a revival would we have if God gave us a hundredfold off of every backslider. I wonder what kind of revival, Brother Howard, when God adds up everyone that's left. He said, I'm going to give them back to you. Keep your heart right.
1: Please, I beg you, don't let nothing get your heart. I beg you,
0: don't let nothing. He's coming, Brother Howard. He's coming. The devil walked into Tulsa, Oklahoma years ago and destroyed. And wrecked havoc and brought it down. But God said, I have kept
1: record. And
0: I, I told him in the office, I said, angels are already coming into the city tonight because the Avengers going to walk into our midst, and miracles are going to happen, and people are going to be delivered don't let bitterness get in your spirit preacher don't let self-indication get in the way don't worry about what they think or say about you it's not your reputation it's god's He's coming. He's getting closer to us now. A revival is going to break in this entire area. And it's going to break in this place tonight. Oh, He's coming. He's coming. He's fixing to walk by your pew. Yes, He is. He's coming, preacher. Yeah, He is. He's coming by. I feel Him getting closer now. Yeah, He is. He's getting closer all the time. He's going to walk by you and say, How's your heart? Have you been listening to these preachers? Are you ready? I've come to avenge. I've come to avenge. He's getting closer. Can I tell you now? Can I tell you now? David, David, what? Now listen to me because I'm going to give you the formula for him coming tonight. David? David? What are you doing? Don't you know the Philistines have had that ark? David, don't you know the false has had that ark? Yeah. Careful, David. It might be contaminated. Be careful, David. Men have lost their ministry over that box. And here comes David. He's bringing it home. Yeah. That's what, well, David, why do you want that box for? Because that's where His glory is at. David, David, how you gonna bring it? Now, we've preached for years. He shouted and danced. But there's something that preceded that. They've built him an altar, yeah, right. shed blood. Yeah. Then he danced. Stop. Build an altar, shed blood. Then he worshiped.
1: Mm-hmm. Come on. Come
0: on. And for two days, we've built altars. And blood's been shed. but now it's time
1: to worship no
0: no 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 wait a minute I'm not talking for a response these preachers have preached us to an altar and they've made us look at ourselves and now it's time to worship because you see here's what some of you want If a preacher will come to me and tell me what's wrong with his hands on me and give me a word, I can believe. It might happen tonight, and then again it might not. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. For the King of glory shall come in. That's what those carry in the ark said to the keepers of the door. To the keepers of the door. So the Holy Ghost has been saying this all week. Lift up your head, O ye gates. Be lifted up your everlasting doors, for the King of glory shall come in. And here's what we've been saying. Who is the King? That's what the porters on the door. We're not letting just anything in here.
1: Who is
0: the King of glory? Uh And here's what those carrying the ark said. The Lord God, strong the Lord God strong in battle. He is the King of glory. When he came into Jerusalem, how did he come? He came in the midst of sacrifice and worship. He's close to us. He's close to us now. Brother McDonald, He's going to come by your pew here a little bit. He going to say, oh, it'd be easy to vindicate yourself and to get bitter. But he's going to stop and say, look in here.
1: Look in here. I've come to avenge
0: you now. <laughs> Ha ta ha ta ha ta, ha, sha, ta la 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 Ooh. Yes
1: he will. Yes he
0: will. Oh he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming by now. He's coming. Uh, he he'll walk by your pew here just a little bit. Yes, he will. He'll he'll walk by your pew and he'll say, Ah, uh, let's see what's in your heart. Oh, you would have only known the time of your visitation. Let's see. Are you ready? Huh? I've come to avenge you now. Oh, when they've laughed at you. Oh, I was there when it happened. I seen the concrete table. I seen those men sitting around it in a vision. I heard them discussing how they'd get rid of you. I also heard the voice of the Lord say, so shall it happen to every man who touches my it? when I seen that hand smash that table and they fell back grabbing their throats and turned to skeletons. I said, oh yeah, oh the Lord's seen all of that. He's seen every one that went through the back door. He's seen every time you've gone to the church in the middle of the night and nobody's prayed. He's seen every time you and your wife set the table at the house. And she said, honey, what's wrong with us? Don't, don't people like us? We... We just love them. What, what, what's going on? And the devil said, "It must be something wrong. You must not have faith. You must not have the ministry. You're chasing dreams. Go, 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 go on, go on, go mind your own business. No, no, devil. You hear me once and for all. You hear me. You hear me well. You took t- t- it from me. You took it from me. And this is not about me
1: and you. My God's coming. oh. oh
0: they said this is a dead womb they said it is over here they said it will never happen here again he has lost his burden. But I will visit you. And I have been preparing
1: you. I am nigh to you.
0: Houston is fixing to have a
1: revival. Huh? Mm. My God.
0: Get it. Get it. It's yours. He's coming, that's why hell's broke loose. That's why divorce is trying to run rampant, he's coming, he's getting close. And the enemy's trying to bring contention through our ranks. He's got to get brother against brother, sister, because he knows that the Avengers getting close to us. He,
1: he knows he's getting close. He can sense him. My God, he's getting close to us. He's getting
0: close to this building right now.